Bonjour and welcome to Platonic Life Mates. Her name is Whitney. And her name is Melissa. Hi guys. Avivazin. <laughs> We're very foreign today. Well, today it's December. Though I don't know what eighth. Welcome seventh. to December. Well, we're recording on the we're recording on the seventh. I don't know what day. So when will this go up? The tenth? Yeah. So happy December tenth. Whenever I get this done. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yay, we're in it. We're in the middle of it. Uh, for today we have some fun holiday shit. It's gonna be (laughs) it's gonna be good. You can tell I'm real excited about the holidays. Oh my god. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I kind of you know I'm more excited about. I don't actually really like Christmas Day. I like everything leading up to Christmas Day. Christmas Day is kind of trash. It is. It's always even when I was a kid, it would kind of be a disappointment. You're like, all right, you open presents, and then you have to like, yeah, the anticipation. The anticipation of Christmas is what's the best part. But Christmas Day blows, frankly, in my opinion. Oh yeah, or all the fun stuff and the decorations Mm -hmm. and the like. All that's great. Yeah, Christmas like, Day and like going to grandparents' boring house, seeing people you only see that one day a year. So you're like, I don't know who you are. I don't care. Like all right. that. That's bullshit. I could take it or leave it. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, we're in the thick of the holiday madness. Also, the holidays are not relaxing at all. No. They're so insane. And I feel, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the rush and the insanity. So... Happy insanity, guys. <sighs> Do you have your Christmas shopping done? Oh, we haven't even started. No. I mean, mine is done, but I also, like, I bought, like, not that many gifts. Like, my dogs, a couple neighbors' dogs, wrap it up, we're done. Well, that's very nice. I'm not <laughs> buying for any animals this year, so. Well, oh, oh, just, so just to, count, to counteract that, I'm only buying for animals then. How's that? Well, I like that approach. I think mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. yeah, we haven't started at all. Although Lorelai has gone through the Target toy thing and circled stuff with a crayon and put her initial by it. And then she sat with Evie and she would ask him if he wanted things. And if he said, I do, which is pretty much all the time, like, okay. yes, I do. Then she would circle it and put his initial by it. Um, and I keep reminding her, you will only be getting probably like, you know, four or five things. Remember yeah. that, please. She's like, okay. The Target toy uh, book is kind of like the, remember the Sears wish wish book when we were younger? Do you remember that book oh, at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. We didn't. We never got it, but I'd see it at friends' houses. Okay. I'd be like, what is this? Just like, it was huge, too. It was like inch, two oh, inches big. Oh, my God. Thick. It was gigantic. Yeah. yeah. So I picked that up for her because- because otherwise, like, you can't do that with them on online. I'm like, here, come look at my phone. Let's scroll through Amazon. That's not right. fun. I know. Wait, I remember, um, so I, I do, and I always have, we do a lot of, like, Amazon stuff. And I, the, our um, Amazon Prime account has always been under my name. So, like, Michael would use my account to order gifts for me. And I remember one <laughs> time I was, like, scrolling and um, I was, like, you know, I send you a confirmation to your email. And I'm looking at my email and I was, like, and it lists all the things and so i knew what the first one was i was like i handed him my phone i was like here i don't want to click on this forward this to yourself (laughs) forward it and then delete it thank you bye that's funny so i knew i was getting a uh, kitchen aid um electric kettle (laughs) i didn't know what else though (laughs) that's a good gift though that's nice i love an electric kettle dude so do i my because my kitchen first of all my kitchen is the size of a postage stamp so i don't want like 
all these different appliances or anything like that, you know? So, but this little, this little, um, electric kettle, I even sometimes like if I'm making pasta or something like that, I will pre-boil water in my electric kettle because it'll boil in 90 seconds. I got an electric kettle for a birthday. Uh-huh. I, I don't remember what birthday. So that's like the official present when you're an adult. Electric yeah. kettle. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, we both wanted uh, like nicer, higher end, like sonic toothbrushes. And so we just ordered two of them. That was like our Christmas present because they're kind of expensive. And that was going to be our Christmas present. I just put them under the tree. I didn't wrap them. I just put them under the tree with like the generic bow on them. I remember taking a picture of them and posting it like, this is what Christmas looks like in your 30s. <laughs> Dude, that shit's great. I love it. <laughs> I know. I love it. Well, what else did you do this week besides buy Christmas presents for dogs? Um, I had a pretty low key week. I um, my birthday, I turned thirty five officially, middle aged, halfway through my thirties. Okay, we talked about this. You've already I been mid thirties, but okay, fine. That's official in my book, mid thirties, fourteenth. What is it? Fourteenth anniversary of my twenty first birthday. But um, uh, what just it was super simple. Went out to um, Mexican with some friends. I picked Mexican because. When I think a couple days before we were deciding where we wanted to go, and I was craving a margarita on like Monday, so I said, "Let's go get Mexican on Wednesday" because I just wanted a margarita. Yeah, I ended up having two jumbo margaritas on the. Well, rocks. it's your birthday, so whatever. Yep. So that was kind of the you know some margaritas were the highlight of my week, honestly. So, and your massage? Didn't you get a massage? Oh yeah, I did. I did get a massage, and I added thirty minutes to it, so it was a really good. Oh my gosh, I did just upper body because my back had been bothering me. So she was able to. Because you're in your mid thirties. Because <laughs> I'm old, and you know, and I don't do like relaxation massages because to me, like just a relaxation, like soft massage for me personally is just a stranger touching my partially clothed body. So, um. I like a firmer massage. So she, and she was, and it was, you know, uh, well, 80 minutes, 90 minutes of a, like a firm massage. I was kind of sore the next day. Probably didn't drink enough water afterwards, but it like, it was a good sore, like really got some like crunchy bits out of my muscles. So it was nice. That sounds good. So probably the massage was more the high. I mean, margaritas are nice, but it's hard to top a good massage. Oh yeah. That sounds amazing right now. Mm Mm-hmm. I could go for. I could go again. I wish I had that much disposable income where I could go to the. I could go to massage like every, every week. It'd be perfect. Oh, that oh, that's the dream. I know. I just I sit at a desk too much and I have terrible posture. Terrible oh, me posture. Too. Me too. Me too. Oh well. So how was your week, Miss Whitney? I uh I started doing yoga again. So that was good. <gasps> did you? I did. I I was able to do it three nights this week, which I'll take. Nice. Um, so that felt good. That felt nice. I was doing the yoga with Adrienne that I talked about. And I forgot that every month she – because she'll email once a week and then she puts out a calendar, a free calendar of um, practices for the whole month. Where she puts a new video out on YouTube every Sunday. So she emailed that out and I was like, perfect. Um and then the couple days I did it, I wasn't feeling what she had on. So I just found something for like sleep and relaxation and stuff like that. And I, so I did 20 minutes for three days this week and it felt good. Nice. And so I'm going to try this week to hit four or five days this week. Um, but I found it really helpful. It nice. was some good self-care. And then I realized I was thinking about this another week or two ago and it, and I definitely confirmed it. 
Uh, my only other self-care that I have time for, and this sounds hilarious, is taking the bus home. <laughs> I realized <laughs> because so- it is literally the only 30 minutes of my day where I am not responsible to another anything. human being. Okay. I am just a person who doesn't have to do anything, talk to anybody. I can mm-hmm. listen to a podcast or a book mm-hmm. or whatever. And I said this to Joey this week when we were eating dinner. I was like, I know this sounds crazy, but I love my bus rides home. Even if it's kind of cold and chill, I don't mind waiting. He's like, no, I feel this, I that's like my drive <laughs> on Monday night to go meet Kevin. I like love it. I'll listen to the radio. I'll do what I, it's. I was like, oh, see. You get it. So, yeah, I've decided that my bus rides are also self-care, and I love them. So, maybe you should incorporate both of your self-cares, and you should start doing bus yoga, like, right in the I middle could. of the aisle. I definitely get yelled at by the bus drivers, because they don't put up with shit. Uh, but it wouldn't be the weirdest thing that I've seen on the bus, I'm so. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. And then, um, yeah, the, the rest of the week was just busy, and, uh, and what else? Oh, and then on last Saturday, uh. I had like the worst migraine I'd had all year. It was awful. I like, I don't get sick that often from, I was vomiting for 12 hours solid. No, that's awful. Um, you didn't go to work, did you? Well, it was Saturday. Oh, okay. Um, but I get up with the kids Saturday cause Joey doesn't get home till like four in the morning. <sighs> so I get up and then like, it's, I had a headache. So I took a pill and then an hour later, like it was seven o'clock. I started vomiting and I was like, oh, maybe. So I ended up waking Joey up. I was like, I'm sorry, but I need help. And then I vomited, 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 laid in bed, and then had to get up because he had to go back to work yeah. at three. So just vomited some more. They were really good, though. Honest to God, the kids were so good. I just Do they was get like, the Mommy. concept that they have to be quiet sometimes? Like, Well, I mean, Laurel, I would. Everett's like, well, I don't, I'm two. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, I'm more but- important. I'm the center of everything. Yeah, but they were really good. At, Lorelai was really good about just like hanging out and I just put movies on and I would disappear forever. Yeah. And and I'd just be like, Lorelai, yell if Everett's doing something dangerous. <laughs> um, I have to go. And by dangerous, so. I mean knives, electrical sockets. If he's bugging you, deal with it. <laughs> exactly. Or, or like choking. These are the things you come get mommy for. Um, and then I would like disappear for like half an hour and then come back. And they were... They were if good. He, if he's tearing up your book, Letty, mommy will buy you a new one. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, oh yeah. So yeah. So overall, it was all right. We need to get you like a um. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get you for Christmas. I'll get you like a care dot com, uh, like gift certificate, and you can have someone set up. You can always call someone in to come over, like for a couple hours on those days. <laughs> I can emerge. I know. I was like, oh my god, I need like an ugh, but. I've done it before. I'll do it again. It was I fine. Know. It's hard though. You uh, get I get migraines, but you've you've gotten them a lot longer and worse than I ever have. And I'm like a sissy about them. And you're just yeah. like you go to work with a migraine. I'm like I had a migraine and I couldn't even walk up my stairs to lay in bed, so I took a nap with Lulu on the floor in the living room. <laughs> I would do that. I would definitely do that. Uh, I've just had them so long. Like yeah. it's different. It's just it, it's just different for everybody. Yeah. So mine are relatively the past couple of years are new and stuff. And luckily yeah. I kind of, you, cause you've been around me. Luckily I know, I sometimes I ignore it, but I know when they're going to come, I usually have like a 30 minute warning when it's going to yeah. come. I get like a weird, like sparkly vision. So I know like I got to get home because <laughs> yeah. driving Ooh. with a migraine is the worst. Oh yeah. 
you feel unsafe and you're already your vision's already kind of it's not blurry it's just weird it's sparkly for i mean it really is for me it's like a psychedelic drug you're like Mm -hmm. what mushroom did someone give me no have i been drugged is this one this is not fun god i went off this ride yeah it's bad (laughs) but yeah it's just my way all right. Well, well we I oh, wait, no. I am whoa. taking whoa, 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 slow your roll. Whoa. What's happening? Whoa. I'm scared. Now I am taking a moment to uh podcast podcast panhandle guys. Okay. Um if you are even remotely appre- appreciating or not even appreciating, remotely entertained by what we've been doing please 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 go leave uh a review and a rating uh because that would be really helpful for us and we're bribing you a little bit if you Uh do go leave a review especially if it's five stars if you go leave a five-star review and you write something this isn't just like the five stars and then done because we don't know who you are if you leave a review with five stars we will um Either send you some swag so you can leave that review and we'll contact you. Or uh, in the review, if you let us know a movie or a book or a topic you want us to talk about, we will do that in a future show. So it's a little bit of a bribe for you to go and leave a review for us. Because that just helps us um, get people to find us. Yeah. That's all. So, are there any are there any topics off limit, Whitney? Is there anything we can't? Not talk really. About? I don't think so. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to talk about how great Nazis are. So don't put that in the review. But other than that, because okay. you know that that just goes against the grain. I feel. Uh, yeah. Okay. But other than that, no. I think for the most part, I think we could even if it's something we don't know about. You know. I think it still could be entertaining. Could you talk about how? Uh, I don't even know. I was going to try to think of something funny. Yeah. So go ahead. Please leave us one on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you can do it. But rate and review us. We'd really appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe if you want to be notified when our new episodes drop, which is usually Tuesday, unless I am slow on editing and then it's more like Wednesday. But mm-hmm. there you go. Okay. Panhandling moment done. Thank you. So this week, uh, no friendship fact. What need you have? Did you have? You didn't get one. No. no, no whatever. But. I have a special treat, Whitney. A special treat. So we had a listener make a comment about uh, still waiting for our average Joe story. If uh, original listeners or anyone's listened to our first podcast, we were talking about making um, a movie slash story about um, a Christmas. It was all the Christmas movies. You know, everything always has like this like perfect happy ending. We wanted to make the opposite of that. We wanted to make you know, average Joe who doesn't save Christmas. So today in this episode is the first of a three-part mini-series where we are going to explore um, average Joe uh, doesn't save Christmas. Um, and to keep it entertaining, this is Mad Lib style. So I'm going to ask Whitney to give me some uh, parts of speech here. I'm going to put her on the spot, see if she can recall some like fifth grade English. Nope, can't, but Okay. <laughs> And we're going to put together a Mad Lib story and we're going to catch you up. And then um, for the next, so this week and then the next two episodes, we're going to um, finish out Joe's story. So we will finish his story on our uh, episode that should go up around uh, New York, sorry, Christmas Eve. So it should be pretty entertaining. So Whitney, first, I need from you 
an adjective? Uh, microscopic. Microscopic. And giving, um, give me another one. No, I just got, I need a couple in here. Okay. Uh, what kind of adjective? Do you need like, uh, whatever you want, Whitney, whatever. Well, I mean, you want. like, should it describe? Oh, fine. It's, it's, um, it should describe something. Well, thank you. That's elegant. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? It's going to be really good. Um, go ahead and give me a number. 35. Wow. It's a good number. It give is me a good ad- number. Whitney, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to reach back real deep into fifth grade. I'm going to ask you to give me an adverb. An adverb. I don't even know if I remember what an adverb is. Uh, it describes the verb. <laughs> it's very helpful. Thank you. They're usually L Y words. Swiftly, quickly. And just so you know, I wrote down a cheat sheet because I wasn't sure if I could remember all this. Oh, well, good. Good, good, good. I know. I'm like, wait a minute. What do I? Frequently. Yes. I like that one. Good. I'm going to take another adjective from you. I'm trying to think of what I already said. Um, filling in all these blanks is going to be sweet entertainment for everybody but I'm telling you guys it's going to be worth it in the end here they're like is it though <laughs> no is it really uh, bold bold yeah okay um, another adverb please ma'am alright uh, another one Um, entirely you know what I was really worried um, that you were going to start get, you were going to just like go off the chain here and give me like words I didn't even know how to spell and I was going to be like Whitney I'm going to need you to slow Dude, I, your I role. have to like stop and think if what I'm giving you is actually the proper proper thing um, yeah because I'm like wait is that it all right um, so we don't get sued I'm going to need a fictional company name a fictional company name fictional company name. Mm, and I'm going to assume it should be related to Christmas not necessarily Ooh, or it could be a big business company who's coming in and killing the little guy. Ooh, okay. I'm going to call it... Because Whitney has no idea where the story's going. I don't. I haven't heard this. I'm going to call this company Banana Hammocks. <laughs> I'm just going to completely negate all Christmas things. <laughs> I need another noun, please, ma'am. Another noun? Yeah. Roller skates. Okay. Hope that fits. Well, <laughs> give me a give me a girl give me a lady's name i wrote down girl's name but you know what she's a lady in this story she's a grown oh. ass whoa man i'm trying to think of real bad names in these movies oh, no. um what if she's a heroine you're gonna give a heroine a bad name she could be the bad guy too you don't know they're always bad it doesn't matter if they're the heroine or if they're the villain <laughs> i'm gonna call her mirabelle uh mirabelle holly okay that's that's just her whole name i don't know why her parents are dickheads give me an adverb whitney oh fuck i'm out of adverbs because i suck um an adverb an adverb outside an adverb outside yeah okay it's an adverb i thought an adverb is an ly word no, it can be, but it describes who, who, how, where, when, how you know much. If, if this is a crap. I mean, this is a story about average Joe who doesn't save Christmas. If it works, it works. I need another adjective. Another adjective. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Dazzling. Um. All right. Give me a number. Twenty-seven. It's a good number. Solid number. Give me a verb. God, just easy. a verb. I want to make it a good one, not a boring one, though. Verb. 
All verbs are good because they show action. Oh, all action is all good. All verbs Whitney. are not equal. Um, darting, like, you know what I mean? Okay. I'm going to need an adjective, ma'am. Uh, jealous. And then a noun. A cat. Oh, good kitties. I like kitties. I'm going to need another number. Uh, 57. Ooh, that's a lot of numbers. Hopefully that's not going to hurt our story. Oh. I'm going to need an adverb. Another fucking adverb. God. Okay, my adverb my adverb skills are just lacking here. Um, okay. Hold on. I'm typing in. Go ahead and think of two because I need two. Oh, shit. Okay. I need to get some good but then you're But then you're done. But then you're done. Absolutely. And backwards. All right. Let's see if my story works. <laughs> I may have ruined it. <laughs> I'm excited. All right. Part one of Average Part one of Joe. Average Joe doesn't save Christmas. I mean, the title gives it away, but, you know, it keeps things interesting. So, of course, I have to set the scene. So, our setting is a microscopic town. There we meet our elegant hero, Average Joe. Because there are 35 people named Joe in town, our Joe goes by Average Joe. With Christmas recently approaching, and this being a bald Christmas story, things are bound to go entirely wrong. Banana Hammock is closing their roller skate factory on Christmas no, Eve. No, not Average- Banana Hammock's roller skate factory. <laughs> I know. They're the highest quality roller skate factory in the country. And they're all yellow. Mm-hmm. And they're closing on Christmas That's Eve. Heartbreaking. Which is wrong. Yeah, I know. Average Joe is dating the owner's daughter. Mm-hmm. Her name is above average Mirabelle Holly. Yeah. She's a little bit above average Mirabelle Holly. Average average Joe believes if he gives her the dazzling Christmas of her dreams, then she will convince her family not to close the factory. Good luck, average Joe. You never know. Mm -hmm. Her Christmas wish is to play in snow. Due to the global... She is. Well, due to the uh, global climate crisis, she has not darted in snow for 27 years. God, that is tragic. Mm -hmm. So, average Joe finds a Groupon for a chubby snowmaking machine. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) And sets it up so she can have her jealous snow time. Okay. I don't know what that means, but I'm here for it. I'm I'm here for jealous snow time. <laughs> Just read the next <laughs> Average Joe, being the man cat that wow. he is, does not read the directions. And 57 minutes into snow time, the machine starts smoking and sparking. Uh-oh. Average Joe, mm-hmm. read the directions. You're only average. Oh, an absolutely placed spark catches a tree on fire at the Christmas tree lot next door. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Then, then the tree lot backwards catches on fire and all the Christmas trees burn to the ground, Whitney. Oh, God. All so that mm-hmm. Mirabelle Holly could have her jealous snow time. <laughs> and it gets worse. Oh, God. Because... Average Joe ruined above average Mirabeth Holly's Christmas dream. 
She convinces her family to cro- close the factory three days Damn, early. Damn! Meredith Holly is a harsh bitch. Vicious! So you'll have to listen again next week for part <gasps> two of Average Joe Doesn't Save Christmas! Yeah, he's really... He, he's, he's killing Christmas very quickly. I no know. one's going to be able to buy banana hammocks, roller skates. So... Or Christmas, Christmas trees. trees! Oh... There's not gonna be any snow. This is bad. And he's all and he's already had his heart broken. It's just part one. He's already got his heart She's broken. Like, Bitch. By above average Mirabeth Holly. God. This is tragic. Rude. Ugh. I can't wait to hear what happens next week. I know. Do you think he's gonna eventually no, save Christmas? No, he's average. He's And because the title is Average Joe Doesn't Save Christmas. I mean, he's very cute, according to the the post on Instagram. I know, I posted yes, a picture. He's very of him. handsome, but he's very yeah. he's very average. I have to say a little a little um self shout out there. I was really proud of myself uh because that picture was liked by some Instagram account called Hunks of Hallmark and I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you click on it, it's all these like attractive male characters from stereotypical Hallmark Netflix Christmas movies. Yeah. He's very cute. So whoever runs that account, cheers. I like it. I like to look at it. He's right in there, poor average Joe though. Oh god. It's an uphill battle from here. I mean, I don't know where you go from burning down the Christmas tree line. I don't know. Well, hopefully another beautiful young woman comes to town because Maribeth Holly sounds like a real bitch. Her full name is above average Maribeth Holly. You got to use full names. Above average. Mm-hmm. So Whitney. <sighs> yes. Sally I got Jessie my, um, when I can say, you know what? I have to send you a picture because I, ma'am, ordered me some red glasses to wear when I get to say those questions. I'm very to excited. You. you should be. All right. So this week, for our friendship activity, we again watched a Christmas movie together. It is our crack for the month of December. We do this a lot. And, um,. Kind of going along with, you know, different segments. This is actually the third movie in this series. Um, the original one was A Christmas Prince, where a person named Amber went undercover to the fictional country of Aldovia. I rewatched and that on Thursday night, yeah? I think, because I did not remember you anything. Remember. Not a thing. There was a recap at the beginning of this movie. Well, yeah, I mean, not really, though. <laughs> it was just sort of like what so- happened after the second movie. So you were like, okay. So she has like a blog or something. And she goes undercover as a something. I mean, anyway, her and the prince fall in love. Even though when he discovers she undermined everything, he still loves her. And then the second movie is they get married. Yeah. And there's stuff that happens that goes wrong. I rewatch that one. Ends up that he's, he was, he was a, you know, was he really going to be a prince or the king? Because he, I think it might have been the first one. He was adopted. So they're not sure. But then they, Yeah. But anyway, so so now we've uh, we've we've met a prince, we've married a prince, He's a king, and He's this king by the end of the first I'm one. sorry, she marries a king. Correct. The movie is still called A Christmas Prince, so this one now, now I don't know if it's going to give the title, you know, the title's going to give anything away, kind of like Average Joe, but this one's called A Christmas Prince, The Royal Baby. Yeah, they move fast because it was they, they met do. on Christmas every and year. The next Christmas yeah. they got married, and then this Christmas they have a baby. So. They ain't messing around, man. They ain't messing around. I mean, the rest of their year must be boring. All the exciting stuff happens in their lives around Christmas. They're just like doing regular married stuff. Staring at each other while they're on their like... It's very boring. They're both just sitting watching TV on their phones or go out to dinner on their phones. 
Okay. So we this movie starts with the recap that we've already talked about. Um, it kind of starts with a, a press conference and um, the people are only interested in what the sex of the baby is going to be and the names that they're going to be. Um, stuff like that. So, you know, maybe they should have had Whitney's favorite thing and had a, a, a nationwide gender reveal party just to answer all those questions. They really should have. It would have been great. But they, they, they don't want to share the sex. They don't, they don't know, supposedly. They don't want to share the sex. They don't want to um, share any names that they've already have picked out. But they do talk about, they do make a reference to that they've changed the law of the country that um, no matter whether, no matter what the sex of their child is going to be, that the line of succession is going to be to the firstborn boy or girl. So you know, it is it is modern. Aldovi is trying to get hip with the modern times. Yeah, this country of all of what like three thousand people, they getting hip mm-hmm. to the modern times. Uh, yeah, so we open there. We find out she's pregnant. It was a wham bam, thank you, ma'am, kind of thing. Because I did, I was like, okay, they got pregnant within like two months of getting married. So okay. Uh, yeah. Enjoy being married, king and queen. God, what's the rush? They have to have an heir, oh, Whitney. Don't you know from reading royals that their lives are completely different That's than true. ours? I forgot. And then, uh, then we shoot to the inside of the house. So Aldovi is known for all of their Christmas magic. So that's why that is only time we see these people is during Christmas. So the royal family <laughs> is decorating a Christmas tree in the castle because I'm sure that's what really happens. And mm-hmm. uh, the king has a sister named Emily and his mom's there, which I don't know her name. So I'm going to call her Queen Mum. So the Queen Mum is there. That's what I call her too. In my, in my, yeah, I was like, Queen Mum and Princess Emily. And then um, Simon, his cousin, who I didn't rewatch the second one. So I was like, what the fuck happened? Because in the first one, Simon was trying to become king and pulled all kinds of shit but now he's cool i don't know what happened there so we'll go with it so they're all decorating (laughs) the tree and they're trying to get information about the baby blah 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 baby 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 and then uh amber's friend from the first movie and i'm assuming second melissa from new york shows up an excellent name it's such a good name Mm -hmm. and she shows up and amber's all excited yeah you came for the baby shower it turns out she's there for simon the cousin who schemes because apparently they've been talking and dating again i probably should have watched the second movie again (laughs) i'm just i'm good that's gonna happen a lot so amber's a little thrown by this she's like really what that's scheming simon um also side note this melissa didn't have a big um a big big character thing no i don't her butt looks great i wish i had her butt uh she didn't have a big part in the first one so i didn't really notice her that much she kind of comes in yeah she's a real bad actress (laughs) she (laughs) it was so bad her like side eyes like when she's like she doesn't do it she doesn't do anything subtle you know what i mean she I wrote like when she's down, mad, she's very mad. When she's sad, she's really sad. My notes by her, I think it comes a little later, but I was like, high school play acting. She is so bad. God love her. She's a beautiful young woman, but she's she so is very bad. cute. But yeah, so she shows up. She's all over Simon. It's uh the chemistry's not there, guys. It's just not there. But enjoy that. Can I can I interject real quick? No, you can't. This is my podcast Aww. now. <laughs> but I just want to say to make it clear, because I know we we um the last movie we 
destroyed. <laughs> but the the number like starting off this 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 movie starts off better for the sheer fact that pr- oh. the prince is nice to look at. He looks like Mike Birbiglia. Do you know who that is? He's a comedian. Yeah, I think yeah. he looks like Mike Birbiglia, which is not bad. I think my Mike, Mike Birbiglia is cute. This is like a more polished Mike Birbiglia, and Mike Birbiglia would be his nerdy twin brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and, and everyone has everyone has like a weird, slightly English, but not really nondescript accent. They're in Aldovia. Aldovia. I'm assuming Europe, but I don't really know. That I have some geography it thoughts later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. <laughs> I'm gonna have a geography moment. Um, so, so right. Melissa's there, and then. Um, all right, so that scene's pretty much over. But yeah, and then there's some like cute scenes where she sneaks outside and eats some donuts, and you know she thinks he's gonna be mad at her, and he just starts eating the donuts with her, and he's they're like, very cute together. Yeah, like they're he's like, oh, it's it's you know it's a real thing called you know you know gaining sympathy weight with you, and he eats like two, he like he eats like a donut like in a bite, and then grabs another it, one. Yeah. It was a really cute. It is like an, it, the scene's not necessary except for just how cute they are. Yeah, they really, just yeah, cute. it wasn't necessary at all. It was super short, but it was very sweet just to show like, oh, she's. Like, hey, you sneak those donuts. She's like, don't tell doctor, I don't know, lady. Exactly. And he's like, but then the next, and the next scene, like, she's getting a checkup at the at the um castle. Like, the doctor comes to the castle and everything. And her and the you know they're finishing up, and then her family or his family, I guess technically, but her family by marriage, they legit just bust in with the doctor. Like, what if you had your what if you had your lady bits just spread open there? I know the queen and your family just and Princess Emily and Melissa, the bad actor. They all like they just like barge in. in. I was I like, mean, what in the fuck is happening here? I know. Like, I mean, you when you like you go to the OBGYN, like it's not always just like some goo on your belly. Like sometimes yeah. like things are open and we got every, we look no, at things. Every pregnancy appointment, they're right. checking they're checking it out. Yourself. And it's just like you don't just walk into an appointment. Even if it's not, even if it is just a consult, you don't walk in. I know. I was like, excuse me? And they mm-hmm. were just trying to sneak and find out the sex of the baby, which I also have a problem with. Because but, if yeah, because the parents have made it clear, then you don't get to want to share it. Yeah, I like, realize it's they a movie. made it clear that they don't want to share it, and so respect that. Well, they I don't mean, even they, know. They're not. It's not that they're not sharing. They don't know either. Right? They, they don't want. don't want to know. Yeah, I was pissed. And just I was respect like, that. Just respect it. Like, if that's not what you want, or that's not what I would, it's not what you would have done. That's fine. It's also not your baby. So yeah. back off okay so get out of here so then they go and it's kind of hopping around because we're just kind of kind of i think well, honestly we're just kind of reintroducing characters and I catching up are. and putting in some cutie stuff so yes. then the next scene is flips to them um just a couple maybe the, the queen and king on a sleigh ride where they discuss like wanting to make sure um and they both kind of agree that they want their child to have a quote-unquote normal childhood not you know not sheltered from the world and stuff like that which i think is fair and healthy so i kind of like that yeah part and it was nice and it wasn't an argument which i am no. glad it, I was wasn't, just... it wasn't like neither one of them gave in either it was compromise honestly it was healthy it was a healthy conversation i think after like the book we read and then the last movie we saw this movie for as much like guff as we give it i will say that all of the conflict and stuff in it didn't come from like just like bad communication you know what right. I mean? It was like, no, there was exactly. actually shit happening. So them right. together was always very nice because they were always, the characters were always very supportive and very they have kind. a very healthy relationship. Especially since they've only known each other for like a couple years. Two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, 
and then we switch. So from Sleigh Ride, we go directly, and now we're getting in. We've kind of done caught up on characters and kind of, you know, So whatever. now we're getting to the meat of now it. Now we're getting to the story. So they go in, and it's like a meeting with some of the, you know, all the royal family and some of the, I guess I would just call them like, like help, not like, they're like the helpers, like the dignitaries. The advisors, that's the word. Um, and they're talking about that they're, they're open this very antique looking box. And there's this scroll in there. And they're talking about the, uh, I think it's the Centennial uh, Treaty. Mm-hmm. And it re- gets renewed every 100 years. And it's um, an ancient truce between Eldovia and, you're going to have to help me, Pingalia? I kept calling them penguins because penguins. I could not for the life of me tell what they were saying I so i just wrote penguins and i just so that's just what i call them which and is yeah but and they show them on the map and i like a legit pause the movie i'm like looking at the map and like where is this in the world because they do like in this scene they do like flashbacks of it it dates back to a war that's 600, 600 years ago years ago over and i was like and this is where i was like is this kind of asian because it's like war over silk road trading routes i'm like where's this middle eastern like where are they okay so this is my back. geography if, moment with whitney okay yeah, they flash okay, back and it's so it's showing what happened six like christmas years ago. eve 1419 and they're okay they're at war and the two sides are there and then the i don't know royal dude from aldovia the royal dude from penguin land i don't know what's pingalia no, penguin land pingalia. They, they ride up to each other and they handshake and they in the war and when i was watching this because i couldn't see the map it was too small for me so i, I yeah whatever but when they handshook and i got a glimpse of like the sides i was like time out where in the world are we because the Aldovia side was these pale faced mf motherfuckers who white all guys? look inbred white pale paler than me and then the pingalia penguin people were all like asian hardcore asians and i just was like where in the world would there be like these people who look like they're from Wales and then these Asian people and the only th- what it is just over the border from each other? I was right. so confused. Well, and if you so look confused. at the treaty, like you see, like I don't know if you saw the treaty they signed and the treaty was like split down the middle. So one part is like scripty, you know, ing, nor like, you know, alphabet, like you can't really read it. But then the other side was like, and I, I don't know how to say this, but it was like Asian symbol writing, you know, like. Yeah. I was so confused. So you I don't know, know what language it actually was, but you're just like, well, that's interesting. So, like, where in the... And it's, like, the Aldovian people, it's not that they're, like, a mixed cult. Like, they're, like... They're white-ass white. White, like, Germans. Like, blondish yeah. hair, light, light, light brown hair. Like, yeah. They, where they where are, does this place exist? They are not, like eastern european they are like no 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 no, no. they're not they're like and it's you know a very mountainous area like it's very austrian looking like aldovia like when they do around the country it's very mountainous and snowy like i was very like, confused where does this place exist so i was like this but, is not um, how geography works i appreciate the i appreciate the diversity thank mm-hmm. you but where are we so they sign they sign the treaty um no, they don't. just Oh, and the flashback. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's something that has to be signed every 100 years. So, like right now, Aldovia has the treaty. When it gets signed again this year in 2019, then it will go to Pengalia, and they'll hold it for 100 years. So it's just a treaty that only gets renewed every 100 years. Um, so the penguins are coming. It's very exciting. This is awesome. If you continue to say penguins, they're the penguins. No. So they're going over. <laughs> no. Yes. Stop it. 
So they're going over all this stuff. And Amber's like, well, I think the queens should sign it. It's always been signed by kings only. But this is the 2019 and feminism, y'all. Queens should sign. And King Richard's like, yeah, bitch, you're right. So she's like, all right, cool. Well, he was kind of like, well, as long as the Pengallians Exactly. Agree. So it depends on, on them. So... So they gather like outside the castle and the Pengallians are getting ready to arrive. And I have, and everyone's like, you know, in fancy dress with, again, where do, where does this place exist? Everyone has on very, very stereotypical English fascinator hat things on. Mm -hmm. So you're like, where do you exist? Cause that's the only, I mean, I could be wrong, but that's the only country I know that wears those weird little party hat things with bits on them. I don't know. This place is a magical place. I just want to know. I just, I mean, even if it's a fake, like, weird, not actually Earth map, I just need a map. I need to see how this works. <laughs> I just need a, a visual aid. I need details, me please. <laughs> you can lie to me. I mean, this could be an island that's just weird floating out in the middle of the Pacific, Atlantic, Arctic Sea. I don't care. <laughs> just tell me where it is. Yeah, I don't know. I can't answer that question. It's a but mystery to us all, it's a magical <laughs> land. So on this, like, December 21st, so it's getting close to Christmas, the Pengallians arrive, everyone has on their English fascinators, and apparently there's like a customary way, it's very ceremonial how they all have to answer and yes, greet people, and Amber, Amber, they're like, Amber, Amber, King Richard has to address them first. Yeah. Also, side note, I did not understand this, they're like, the penguins are our most, whatever, important ally, blah, 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 they're talking about how this is like their closest ally and, da, da, da. and then they're like we can't wait to meet them would you right. not know who these people are if they're yeah. your closest ally and trade partner but you're like well i haven't met them but uh they pay their bills on time and i don't know i was just like what they would be invited to the wedding they would be invited no. to come on guys no it's so mountainous it's you know you gotta fly in so you know it's mm -hmm. only if the weather is appropriate so Amber, being the well, I don't know. I guess she's gonna be the stereotypical New Yorker she is. She just like greets them, welcome to Aldovia, and the whole crowd gasps. <gasps> they do. And the Queen of Pengallia, Ming, Ming, Ming Queen Ming, Ming kind of gives like weird like side eye glances, and you're just like, oh, they they're not gonna like each other. She's gonna be pretentious, and Amber's pretty down to earth stuff like that. Ming so. stands on ceremony. She's scandalized. Yeah. And Ming introduces them to another girl who's with them named Lynn. And she calls her... Um, their attache. Their attache. I don't know what that actually means. Do you know what attache means? I just think it's a fancy word for assistant. Okay. Attache. attache. So, now, so now we have English fascinators, French words, bordering an Asian country, bordering a very white, pale, blonde country. Mm -hmm. I... 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 Um, this is the last time I'm going to say it. Probably not. But I need to know where these two countries exist next to each I other. I don't know. I know. It's very confusing. <sighs> but anyway, so we find out that Lynn and Simon, the the cousin of questionable cousin. morals, went to school together. So they know each other. And then Melissa, the bad actress, she is clearly jealous right from the bat. So you're like, ooh, there's going to be some stuff there. It's very exciting. You know it's coming. All right. So then that night they have a party to be like, welcome to Aldovia, penguins. And 
So Ming talks about how the most important thing a queen can do is produce heirs for the kingdom. So you're like, okay, clearly she like is the whole thing they're setting up is like, I'm not going to say it's fine for the queens to sign the treaty. Like that's going to be the whole thing. And it's set up to be completely opposite than Amber because her whole thing is like modernizing the country and bringing it into the 21st century and like being you know just as you know part of the running the country as her husband like that's her kind of like her campaign stance and you know women's health and all these things that's very important to her yeah so you're like okay they're gonna mm, they're opposite they're gonna butt heads they're gonna have conflict we got it so the party goes on it seems very nice uh some party planners show up and one of them looks like a really bad g justin timberlake knockoff i don't know if you thought that but i was like i did not oh yeah the the white guy was like jt knockoff okay they must be from the second either one one of them were white honestly oh um yeah the other Um, guy was white um but they clearly must have been in the second one to plan the wedding yeah they were they were wedding planners the first one yeah so they show up they're there to plan the baby shower um and they're over the top they're oh they're too much they're just they're too much oh god and then after the party again it's just another like kind of cutesy scene between the king and queen where you know he's playing around with the baby monitor and the camera and he leaves the room like talking to her through the baby monitor and then she loses her slipper and because of her pregnant belly she can't reach it so he thinks something's wrong so he comes running back in there and then he's on his knees you know like cinderella style placing her foot and who her little slipper and again it's just a cute little scene that i just love yeah it was just, just a sweet scene just to set up how like oh he's just like there and it's sweet and he's involved and while it's supportive it was very nice while it's happening the snow is blowing it kind of pans outside and you see a winter storm of brewing and you're like oh something's happening because it snows and then we flash to the treaty room and someone opens the door and then all goes dark and we're like oh what happened someone's in the treaty room and then we we wake up the next morning and there's snow everywhere and there's they can't sign the treaty um or after they sign the treaty pengalio is going to leave but now they can't because there's snow and they're stuck there but they move forward and no um, one can sign the treaty treaty. signed the queen the uh, queen of pengalio doesn't want the ladies to sign it because they don't want she doesn't want to break tradition and all of a sudden they realize they open the box and the treaty is missing bum 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 someone stole it but we and because of the blizzard we know someone that someone is still in the castle you guys this is journalism 101 which is literally what amber says she goes yeah, the treaty uh, must investigative be in the castle. journalism 101 <laughs> <laughs> so 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 here's where i have a couple problems with the story well, oh, we, we've, we've made it we've made the we've made it known that the treaty is somewhere in the castle but there's like scenes of like people taking a walk outside of the castle and then later on they leave the castle to go to like the market the- i'm like if you know it has to be in the castle then lock everyone down and start searching everyone and then they find they start actually I'm giving a little bit away, but a couple and I once they can't find it and they've they don't know who took it, then they bring once they've let people out of the castle to walk around, they decide to then bring in dogs to sniff out paper. Like, bring me a freaking canine who's trying to sniff paper, first of all. But also, you've already let people stash it somewhere else because you didn't bring in your treaty sniffing dog right away. Yeah. 
Just no. saying. It's it's a little ridiculous. Um, so yeah, treating's missing. The Pingalians, there you go. Oh, I are love you. like, what is happening? Duh, 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 duh. Well, and they're wondering if like if the um Aldovians did it on purpose to, you know, force negotiations or well, what happening. Lynn brings that up. So the king and queen yeah. don't think that, but Lynn is outside, they're all taking a little bit of a walk, and Lynn's like, Do you think maybe they the Aldovians did this? To force our hands in negotiating stuff for like our trade deals. Yeah. Because neither, because if it doesn't get signed, then the countries go back to technically being at a state of war, although neither country has a standing army. So it'd, be, it'd just be like a war between w- lawyers and trade agreements and stuff like that, not an actual like punch them, kill them war. Yeah. So, and you're like, hmm. But Lynn and Simon have been kind of talking about stuff and being kind of sneaky and suspicious sort of, yeah. you're just so you're like, like hmm. hmm why are you saying that lynn hmm. Yeah. hmm and you know already simon's been a backstabbing little twerp in the past exactly and he him, tried to, him and he lynn tried to been, like, flirting yeah. and doing all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff this whole time mm-hmm. so it's been weird and melissa kind of watches it and she's just like hmm. with her very bad acting jealous face it's yeah. oh man yeah it's very good um so, in some other, like, history book, they discover that whatever country disrupts the tradition of the treaty being signed will be cursed by a uh, by a sorceress or a witch. I don't really remember. Yeah, there was, like, some but, curse attached to it. Yeah, so Princess curses, Emily and yes. her queen mum find this. And the um, curse is the first, the next born of the kingdom that disrupts it. So, of course, the story being a Christmas prince, the royal baby... Dun dun dun! The baby's gonna be born cursed, and the baby's due January 11th. So he's gonna be, you know, he's coming. She's she's real pregnant. Yeah. So Princess Emily is very upset about this, and the Queen Mom's like, "Honey, this was written 600 years ago. Magic's not real. Calm down." Um, mm-hmm. But but also, don't tell Amber and Richard. We don't want to stress them out. We need to just find this treaty because we need to find that so we don't go back to war, but not because of the stupid curse. Yeah. So side story, her dad is uh, her dad's coming in for her bridal or not her bridal shower, her baby shower and um but he's snowed, you know, he can't land in Aldovia. He's stuck in New York. And then all of a sudden, um Amber has a nightmare. She reads a book and like learns more about like the curse and, you know, about the treaty and it's kind of like what's going on? Like this kind of seems familiar. I feel like I know this part or something like that, but it's just kind of foreshadowing. We don't really know what she means. And then all of a sudden it's December 23rd and she is working on her birth plan, talking to her doctor and she's worried about contractions and pain. And I'll probably let the Whitney take this over in a minute, but the doctor decides to not think of them, tells her not to think of them as contractions, but to think of them as surges and that they are relaxing, that they are pleasurable and that they come with love. And that's how to avoid the pain of contractions. Yeah, I completely checked out on this hypnobirthing scene because <laughs> I just can't with movies who, first of all, I'm always like, let's see how bad this labor scene is going to be on a scale of 1 to 10 or <laughs> crap like this. Because never have I ever seen a movie or a TV show that does labor anywhere near how it actually is or the preparation for having a baby. So this fits into that. Uh, yeah. I so 
everyone snowed in. Yeah. So they and they decided we're going to have a baby shower. <laughs> well, because they're like, no one could come for the baby shower. So I guess we'll just kind of have it with the people that are here. But my mm-hmm. side note. Okay. So through this whole thing, there's, they've been searching the castle for like a day or two. They cannot find mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I, and I was like, they literally are only having like two people search this castle. <laughs> like, I, know. I, I was like, what is happening? It's like, it's <laughs> zero effort in this search. It's kind of like, you have it? No, I don't have it. Do you have it? No. Okay, we don't know where it is. Like, who, who is searching this castle? And then, yeah, when they, they decide to bring, they're like, we're going to bring in a special trained dog. I was like, a special trained dog for artifacts? I don't understand what you mean. Dogs are not trained to smell paper. This, no, is, this one was. This is not how this works. It was very, I just was like, what? What kind of magical dog is this? Can they be no. used for students when they say that the dog ate my homework or I can't find it? Then could you use this dog? <laughs> I had so many questions. <laughs> um, oh, so they have a baby shower. And I don't, why was, and everyone, everyone was dressed in black and white. And I don't, I don't get why. I think it must have just been the theme. It was a black and white. Black it was a class. It was classy AF. They were in like, like bow ties and tuxes and shit. Like it was nice. Um, at the at the um, baby shower, someone tells a story about how, or maybe someone read it, but there's a story about the last because I remember the the treaty goes back and forth every hundred years, and the last time Aldovia had the treaty to be signed, it was two hundred years ago, and it went missing then. Um, a thief took the treaty, um, but was caught and spent the rest of their life locked in the dungeon. And so then someone else tells a story about there being a, the ghost of the thief is in the dungeon and he still haunts the dungeon today. And Princess Emily is really like creeped out by this because she's just like, she's young and she's just creeped out by the thought of there being a, uh, a ghost in the dungeon. But also I feel like she should be very creeped out that there's a dungeon in her house. Frankly. Yeah. Yeah, people were like, you don't have dungeons for like, we're having a house party. Come to the dungeon. Dungeons Mm -hmm. were there for like torturing and killing your enemies. Be creeped out. And right in the middle of the party, very, very suspiciously, like not like very, like they're, um, uh, yeah, not Melissa, Lynn and Simon sneak away. And like Lynn walks up the stairs first and then Simon walks up the stairs the whole time. He's like looking at the party, slowly walking up the stairs. It was very cartoonish. (laughs) It was very like, I'm sneaking. Watch me sneak, sneak, I wanted, I wanted like Pink Panther music to come on. I was like, da 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 it was so yeah it was amazing yeah and melissa but because he's not sneaky sneaking melissa sees him and she decides to follow him and she's like if she follows him into a room um because she's pretty sure that they're making out yeah but as she kind of sees them he's wanting a piece of paper and throwing it away and she gets the paper out and then talking about like they're talking they're like we're gonna make so much money it'll be great so yeah um and it falls them into another room and then Lynn leaves and she walks in after Lynn. Lynn doesn't see her. She walks in. And when she walks in, he spins around. He's hiding something from her. And she kind of, they have like, I guess they have like a one-sided argument where she's very just, you know, whatever. Just, what are you doing? You're hiding stuff. And he kind of denies it. Anyway, so she takes the paper down and shares it with the royal family. And come to find out that paper was like showing the debt Aldovia has to um, Pengalia yeah, it was and like trade agreements, yeah, and stuff trade like agreements that. and debt and stuff like that. And I guess they still owe him a million dollars, but a million dollars. 
I think it's a billion. Um, I don't think billion, a billion yeah. would be that much for a country. Much, right. But and, he, and the king was like, yeah, but he's like, but it was it was five billion a year ago. This will be paid off by March. Because this is the whole thing is Aldovia wasn't doing well in the other movies. And all of a sudden, because of all these new new programs, Aldovia is thriving. So you kind of, it foreshadows into. So they think that Lynn, Lynn and, and Simon are, stole the treaty. hit the treaty and they're, yeah, they're up to some shady To unsettle shit. the financial stuff so that they can make mm-hmm. some money on like right. Aldovia and, and Pingalia's like right. little wars going on. So you're like, and then everyone, mm-hmm. everyone leaves the palace so they can bring in the treaty sniffing dogs. And while they're outside thing. the castle, like, because they had to leave, they're like, I think it was even the queen mom who suggested it. They're like, let's go to the Christmas fair. So, like, again, you're leaving the castle to let people hide the treaty somewhere else. So, and it's, like, super, like, snowstormy and you can't go anywhere. And these people, why they have coats on, but they don't have, like, nice gloves on. or They are not dressed for how cold it's implied that it is. So, I had a problem with that, too. No, they were just, like, nice fancy coats. They weren't winter coats. But, yeah. So to go to the so, market, um, just like ice skating and meeting people, and then while they're doing that, I will, Lynn, I will say what they do introduce like the character. I I think his name was Paul, but he's like flirting with Princess Emily, and you're like, oh yeah, are I they trying care. to get staff up more movies? Like, is there going to be like you know every year is there going to be a new Christmas Prince story? <laughs> I did not care about two uh twelve year olds like mm. having a kiss they kissed whatever i don't care playing games um, and doing stuff there. yeah so they're there at the market they're ice skating this whole time amber is greeting people and talking to them and mm-hmm. queen ming and and king ty or whatever his name is they're like oh people really like her oh this is interesting Ooh, and so ming is like warming up to amber she's like interesting she really does get credit for what she does here hmm and and her husband is like you could have that too. You should. You do so much. You should take the credit for you're the queen. This whole thing was very baffling to me. In like the year 2019, that a queen of a monarchy would not get credit for something like that would be. I, I just was like, this doesn't I make any sense. Not getting credit things by her choice. Yeah, like it's I her just, choice wanting to be like traditional and a supportive role, and like you know her most important job is to bear an heir and stuff like that. Like. It didn't make any sense to me. It was very... And yeah. she's not, like, an older lady. Like, she's no, not, like, 70. She, no, she's not, like, 10 years. Yeah. She, so, it was very weird to me. But mm-hmm. though her husband's like, see, see, these people, they, like, like her, even though she's taking credit for things. I just... It was very weird. Um, so, the they're doing these things. Ming and Amber are doing some archery stuff. And you're like, oh, no, because Amber's a klutz. And just as she's getting ready to shoot there... They tell the king and queen that the dog did not find the treaty. Oh, and Amber faints. It was yeah. it was very entertaining. Mm-hmm. And they real and they learn that the um, airport opens up, so the Pengalians are getting ready to leave because there's no treaty to sign. No one can find it, so they're like, "Well, we're not going to spend Christmas here. They want to go spend Christmas with their their kids that are still in Pengalia." Yeah, so they go back to the castle. They learn that all that's open. Um, Melissa is with the Pengalians. I don't know why, and she hears that they're gonna leave because the airport's back open so she goes to amber and um richard or mike Brabiglia twin <laughs> and i keep wanting to say mike um and she's like you guys they're gonna leave so what are we gonna do we didn't find the treaty we thought we'd be able to take down lynn and simon with that but we didn't find it what are we gonna do 
And they're like, well, I guess we're just going to have to, we're just going to have to take them down. Um, and so, but they're like, but you have to, you, you got to play nice with Simon for a little bit. And she's like, oh, fine. Uh, I guess I can. So she's been playing nice with Simon for a while. They're like, okay, I guess we'll have to pull the trigger. But then, but then, oh my God, all of a sudden, because this is how it happens, Amber goes, oh, ah! and they're like, what? She's like, oh, it's a cramp, a really bad one. Because that's exactly how labor <laughs> happens. It, it is exactly how labor happens in Aldovia, Whitney. Oh my God. And they're like, oh, no, is it labor? And she's like, I think so. <laughs> I have so many thoughts. I knew I would. As soon as this shit started, I was just like, I'm going to have so many thoughts. I have to keep this to myself. Um, and I, look, I put, these are what my notes say. Cramps equals labor. What the fuck? BS! Exclamation point. <laughs> so those are my notes on this scene. So mine are labor doctor swerves crashes yes so they call the doctor they're like call the doctor and the doctor's like it could be labor but it also could be the fact that she overdid it and she's just having braxton hicks contractions and stuff tell her yeah. to rest i'm on my way because she's not due until january yeah like and, and there's no like i okay i can get into a lot of stuff here there's no other sign that this bitch is in labor she's not in labor um but so the doctor's like, I'm on my way though. So she hangs up. It's snowy, of course, because we just had this huge blizzard. So she ends up swerving into a snowbank. <sighs> of course. Oh my God. So she calls Prince Mike Birbiglia back or King back. And she's like, Oh, we got a problem. I'm in a snowbank. So. And he's just like, I'm going to go get her. And he rushes out oh, and jumps on her. This already is, saddled horse. This was my favorite part of the whole movie. <laughs> the whole movie. So he's like, oh my God, what? Meanwhile, all of a sudden, for whatever reason, in that 30 second span of time, Amber's cramps have jumped up to like, ah, like, bitch, this is yeah. not how this happens. <laughs> oh and my God. Her, and Lynn, who like, they weren't sure, Lynn wasn't sure about her the whole movie. All of a sudden, Lynn's like, oh like i've helped with this before and like cancel our flight i will help you deliver she's like never mind i volunteered in the labor and delivery unit yeah. i was like as what you volunteered as what so she's like i will like, help you the only thing that would have made it better if she would have been like give me clean towels boil some water they did did you not see that they brought like a bowl of hot water yeah, for but her she did, but she didn't say do you like to do that it was I just guess. like the stereotypical oh my part god of it. But so, no, but the prince goes and jumps on his already saddled horse and just sitting outside <laughs> and into the woods and there's like wolves howling and he's like no this, not today there's a his wife, they think his wife is in labor with his first child. The doctor's in a snowdrift. There is literally a house full of people. And your first instinct is to leave your wife and go and get on a horse to go get this doctor when you could have sent literally one of probably a hundred people. But no. You, He's a self-starter, Whitney. I just, I was like, wait. I thought he was leaving. Fine. He's, and then as soon as he jumped on that horse, I was like, time the actual fuck out. He's gonna, okay. All right. Well. It's a really pretty horse. It was a beautiful horse. It was magnificent. Cool. So yeah, this was my favorite part of the whole movie. He leaves his pregnant wife, who he thinks is in labor, to 
there's a house full of people! Send Simon, the jackass cousin! Like, come on! Okay. <sighs> and then, she's in labor, right? Like, she's in labor. So she's in labor. And, and there's people just, like, hanging no, around. She's in her bedroom, and, like, through this giant open door, you see people, everybody. The party planners, Simon, her friend, the queen mum, uh, Emily, uh, just the advisors, and, like, the head butler. They're and all just hanging out in her sitting room while yeah, she is in labor. Also, they're hanging out. It's not, like, just in her sitting room. Like, they're hanging out in her sitting room, and her sitting room is positioned on the business end of what's going to be yeah. happening, too. The door's open. It's 10 feet away. She's sitting on, like, a, a birthing ball, and Ming, and then I, Queen Mum might have been on the other side. Like, they're holding her while she's going through a contraction, and literally, you can see everybody else out this door. I was just, like, I, I could not fathom having, I just, I was just like, there are so many things wrong with, I can't handle it. Uh, oh 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 and then while all this is happening amber's like amber gets an epiphany right and she's like calls emily over there and and um asks her and queen mom she's like i need you to do me a favor i need you to just go search the dungeons yeah like go search she just has an idea and she's like i think i know and so they go search the dungeon and it's like creepy down there they have a flashlight i don't know why why they didn't take a couple other people like again there's several other people that could have went with them but take no, everybody so with you and get them the fuck out of my room everybody go to the dungeons and of course so they go into the dungeon and they for whatever they decide to walk into a cell so first of all if there's a situation like that and I'm going into the cell, Whitney, keep your ass outside of the cell because yeah. who knows what can happen. We can't. It's like the same thing. Like you just, you don't know. You don't send two people into the cell because of course, this is when my they both in there, the door slams and the door somehow is locked. This is my theory. Aldovia is in a European country and they don't get old Scooby-Doo's over there yet. So oh. they don't understand that as soon as you walk into a cell like that, it locks. Shut. Yeah. yeah. They have, but they but haven't seen Scooby-Doo. Like, yeah, I watched some of those, um, like, a Halloween and stuff, like, the ghost hunter shows and stuff like that, and they walk into those, like, oh, like, I don't know, whatever, old prisons, they walk into the cell, and I'm like, someone has to stay outside of the cell! Haven't you ever seen any horror movie ever made, ever? Exactly. Those people cannot go into the cell! You're gonna get trapped in there! And that's what happened. They get and trapped. So, and then, all but somehow, there's a, so they think it's haunted, and they, then, uh, Queen Mom's like listening to it. She's like, "No, do you hear that?" And I'm like, "Ooh, what's going on?" And she's like, "It's just the wind blowing off the stones." And then somehow they see a key on the wall right next to the cell, but it's you know beyond reach. But um, Emily has like she was in like a first movie. She's she in a wheelchair. Yeah, and now she, she has like crutches, and so she's like using a crutch to try to get the key off, trying to get the key off, and the key falls on the floor, and then they fall back and hit like a stone, and somehow them falling on a stone cracks it open, and there is the treaty. But they're like, oh, we don't want to do it because we're still we've, trapped in the stupid cell. In this room. And I'm like, you have another crutch. Exactly. Like she has two crutches, but she only so, uses like one slide it across the floor also why didn't queen mum do it because she has longer arms because she's arms. a full-grown adult and not a no. child of 12 years old and so they sit there thinking about it for Arr. a whole uh, 30 seconds and queen mum's like oh i have an idea and pulls a hairpin out of her hair yeah. unlocks the door that's right queen mum was a spy back in the day she knows how to pick a lock queen mum was a bad bitch 
so, so they get out of there. While that's happening, they get the doctor. He gets the doctor on horse, and he's like, "I hope you know how to ride." And the doctor's like, "Absolutely." So they're both on this horse riding through the woods. She's like, the- "She's like, bitch, I am the gynecologist to the queen. Of course, I have a horse. I am rich." <laughs> so yeah, they get back to the castle, and she's like, "Yeah, you're in labor," which I still was like. No. This, mm, is she though? <laughs> you know what? It has been probably all of 10 minutes. No. She's not mm-hmm. in labor like this. So then Emily and the Queen Mum come up and they have the treaty. Then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Amber's been like laboring and and they're like, we've, we've got to, we found the treaty. We've got to sign it. We only have a couple minutes before midnight, before Christmas Eve, blah, blah, blah. Sign it before the curse. So Emma, Amber's like, okay, we better sign. Da, 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 da. So she signs it. And then, and then she going from like contractions that are supposedly close together. And she's like, oh, she all of a sudden, all of a sudden has this time to go through this soliloquy of what happened. I was yeah, like, how did you solve the mystery? And she, she like, bounces out of bed and she just like shares with everybody that she solved the mystery yeah, and she, even, she even has like because she's like i read this book and like the book like the title of the book was families of the palace and it just appears where did it come yeah. from yeah i don't know but it comes out to like one of the one of the helpers in the castle because there was like the reason the, the reason that the um treaty was stolen 200 years ago was because when the original treaty was signed someone was poisoned by another family and then there's supposed to be revenge and she's like, I read a name in here, you know, of the original families, and the surname was Devin. And she looks at the guy, and she was like, Mister Little, your mother's maiden name was Devin. And he was like, Yep, I did it. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I was bound. He's like, I was bound by a blood oath to avenge my family. Like he's sorry that he did it, but he's also like, I had to do it. I was I mean, bound. I had to avenge my family. I had no choice. And- so then um, was, they take them. That they, whole because, thing was very murky to me. I like, I, I rewound it actually. I was like, I do not understand. What? And then I was like, whatever, yeah, I don't care. Was like, the story was going, the story was going, and the writer was like, oh shit, I, I need a reason. It, like, <laughs> they had vaguely mentioned it, and I was like, what? Yeah. This doesn't make sense to me. And then I was like, I don't care enough to figure it out. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So the reason yeah. this, this whole like sidebar, it doesn't make sense. Mm hmm. Uh, okay good if it didn't make sense to you then i don't feel so i mean dumb. it just it was just very it wasn't you know it was whatever but then melissa confronts simon she was like but i saw you and you were hiding oh something God. from me and he was like yeah he's like we were he's like we were talking about how to you know grow the economy of aldovia and pengali and she's like when i walked to the room you were hitting something he's like yeah i did he's like i wanted len's help to make sure i was making the right choice when i was picking out your ring and he gets on down on one knee and he proposes to her and she cries and she says yes and then the doctor kicks everyone out of the room and the baby comes and nope. nope time time out i also thoughts on this so okay. <laughs> melissa <laughs> had just yep. gone to the king and queen not 24 hours before and been like so i think simon is committing treason and possibly cheating on me but also like treason guys treason we all think treason yeah we're cool yeah. on that okay and also, I think he's cheating on me, but treason. <laughs> so that's where we are. She's like, yeah. I can't, I don't want to be around him, but I'll pretend just so we can nail his ass. Fine. But he's <laughs> cheating on me and he's committing treason with the bitch. Then we go to the next day. Also in the labor room of your best friend. Not cool to like 
I think this is where I said, I think actually this is where I said, I said, if someone proposes to anybody in my labor room, I'll throw poop at them and make them eat my placenta. That's when I said it. Not cool, guys. Don't do that. Okay? Have your own special time. Don't propose at someone's delivery and don't propose at someone's wedding. Those are just like, you know, rules to live by. It's tacky. But you just accused him of treason and adultery and then he's like, I want you to marry me. And she's like, yes! I'm like, you literally thought he's capable of treason and cheating on you. But now you're like, no, it's okay. My bad. It's fine. And also, Simon, you just learned that she accused you of treason and cheating, but you're still proposing? You guys have some... Okay. Okay. So it was interesting. Those are my thoughts. If you accuse someone of treason and cheating, maybe don't accept a proposal a day later. And also, if someone accuses you of treason and cheating, maybe don't propose a day later. Just a thought. Just a thought. Well, well, also, um, the king had, like, you know, he was, like, was short with him earlier. Like, I'll deal with you later. And then when he realizes he didn't do anything, he was like, I owe you an apology. Would you like to be a dude? Know, okay. <laughs> like, okay, shit, yeah. And Simon's like, yeah, of course. She And then Melissa's like, ooh, shit, I'm gonna be a duchess. Yeah. I don't care if you t- do treason and cheat on me. So, the kick everyone out, baby comes. Fair? Yeah. Although I love when she okay. was like, I think it's time. I was like, okay, <laughs> you know what? I'm not an expert, but I have done this twice. I've also done this twice without medication, which clearly she did in this movie. Didn't have one was very yeah. long and one was very, very fast. And this is clearly very, very fast. And bitch, it did not go down this way. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so after the baby comes, we kind of cut to like, everyone's like outside kind of like, press conference so obviously so first of all you just had a baby there's a big snowstorm you're not going to take your newborn baby outside oh, wait, but before the they wait before they go outside right after she, she gives birth to the baby her dad shows up oh yeah yeah, yeah. he does, he show, does up. show up like oh just in time to meet i don't his, his granddaughter daughter yep they announce it so um so they go to the press conference and they're like oh we have you know our baby girl and her name is and maybe you can help me because i listened to this a couple times her name is Ellery, Ellery, I think I don't know. Ellery Claire, and it's after Amber's mom. And I just, I was like, what is that name? Ellery. I put on closed captioning, like trying to figure out, like, what is his name? And it's like, it just, it was, it was not helpful. Yeah. So and L, I thought that kind of starts. It starts wrapping up there, and then like Lynn and Amber kind of have one last bonding moment. Lynn's kind of had this necklace on for Ming. Ming, I'm sorry. Ming, you're right. Ming has had this necklace. Oh, the queen of uh, Pengalia has had this necklace on, and she gives it to Amber. And you know, like the necklace is Pengalia's symbol of motherhood and strength. And she like gives it to her, like they've like now they're a bonded pair, and they, you know, want to you know meet and discuss like their ideas for you know improving both countries and helping women and stuff like. That, oh yeah, so. and that when they were signing the treaty while Amber was in labor, because that's what you do. Uh, mm-hmm. The well, queen that was, be was like, I think the queens should sign too. So the queens got to sign it. Like, she came around. I guess she's a feminist now. Yay, feminism. Lady power. Lady power. Um, yeah. And then the the penguin people kind of fuck off, and and uh, the movie's over. So, what would you think of the movie? Big picture. What do you think? Big picture. It's exactly what I thought it would be. Yeah, which is fine. It was, it, it, yeah, it was exactly what I thought it would be. But I, uh, this is like the, um, 
this is the Christmas movie, the cheesy, silly Christmas movie exactly. that I adore. Yeah. The last one was rough. Oh, no, this is so much better than the this night one, before this, Christmas. And this is the one. This is what you want. This is the one that's like so cheesy and cutesy where you're like, oh, this makes me feel good. This is what I want. Like, I liked it. It was, yeah. it was a cheesy, silly movie, but I liked it. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? It was so cheesy. I call it cheddar. It was so cheesy. But I call it, it smoked exactly, Gouda. Mm, you classy. <laughs> I'm classy. Uh, no, it was exactly what I thought it would be. There, mm-hmm. you know, there had been two before, so they they like got this formula down. But mm-hmm. um, I appreciate that they didn't make the story about any difficulty or contention between amber and richard like i didn't want to see that especially with her being pregnant like i just or him like letting like i think well you know like letting his family like manipulate it between them and her like feeling like secluded while she's pregnant like no like all of their like relationships happened a little bit in the second one i think we were planning the wedding so yeah i'm glad that they were 100 percent united and sweet and all the moments we had with them were just very sweet and supportive mm-hmm. and really just all like mushy and kind so i'm glad that i love that it. So. and i enjoy a good silly stupid scooby-doo style mystery which this yeah i mean it besides- actually, yeah it had conflict it had like you know it was resolved very quickly like and he was just like yep i did it like there wasn't a fight no one tried to like <laughs> yeah. but i mean at least there was conflict you know yeah, there was a little bit of a mystery and um mm-hmm. Yeah, you were, I mean, you and I both texted like, oh, I bet Lynn did it before we kind of, and yeah. then, nope. That well, I kind of thought, I thought Lynn was going to do it, but she was going to do it and it wasn't going to be like she was a bad guy. I thought Lynn was going to do it like meaning well, like sure she was acting on like false information, like someone else told her she needed to do this. So it made Lynn look like the bad guy, but really she wasn't. She was acting yeah. on false information. She was actually thought she was trying to help or something yeah. like that. Like she had reasons. Right. Like, okay. Um, so Yeah. It had it had conflict outside of just shitty communication, which is exactly mm-hmm. what I want. Uh, it had lots of snow. It was very pretty to look at. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like a CGI'd crap fest like no, the night it was before very Christmas. Pretty. The scenes there are very pretty. Yeah, very. I, I, I mean, we'll have to look up where they shoot it because it was very pretty. Wow! Well, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was exactly what I expected. We've we've done two of these, so I'll take a third. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll do that. This sugary sweetness. I got a cavity. It was so sugary sweet. Aw, so cute. Yeah. So I would recommend, especially if you watch the night before Christmas and you're real pissed off like we were. This was a palate cleanser. So um, next week we are going to be reviewing our second book. And this one is... Um, it's a bodice ripper, guys. It's it an is England Times. It's romance. an England Times book. It's called um, "The Importance of Being Wicked" by Victoria Alexander. I wonder if that's her real name because that just sounds like a pen name. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, um, but it's about a, a viscount, I think, and um, his bride has always seemed easy, perhaps too easy. She's had three broken engagements, or he's had three broken engagements. Um, so it's just gonna be, hopefully, a saucy little naughty book. Mm-hmm. in england times in england it's times. part of the um sinful family secrets series Ooh, i hope there's some good secrets i need me some secrets mm-hmm. we should have picked a christmas theme book but i just didn't have time to pick one yeah yeah that's fine next time next, next time. time it's fine 
So Winnie, with my red Jesseri, what Sally Jesse Raphael what? glasses. <laughs> Words are hard sometimes. Oh my god, that was okay. Don't judge me. What's your what's your um happy little joy for the week? Um, happy little joy. Oh, you know what? I besides my on my bus rides that are now mm-hmm. part of my self care, and you will have to pry them out of my cold dead hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have started listening to a new podcast. It's Ronan Farrow's podcast. Oh, okay. Catch and Kill. So he has his book out, Catch and Kill, and it's about his investigation of the Harvey Weinstein stuff, which I you know know oh. some about. But his podcast on it is fascinating like the investigation that went on the people that were hired to follow him and it, to try to intimidate him and the invest it's fascinating so i think there i've listened to the first two there might be three episodes out now and i'm a little behind um part of me wants to kind of save them because i like to binge oh, ones like yeah. these mm-hmm. um but it's just it's i've started it and now i'm like no i, I can't wait like I, I don't know how many is going to be in it so i can't wait um so that has been really enjoyable for this week cute cute well um and actually strangely enough my kind of tiny joy is um a podcast as well um and it's i've listened to it not as a podcast but i used to listen to it all the time um when i would like commute to work uh i was on it's a show on npr it's wait wait don't tell me oh and i it, love it's, that it's show a podcast, and i've been listening to it again and the reason i like it is because it's kind of I mean, it's not that long but it's, it's like a recap of like important news events from a um kind of, there's no political side that they're trying to put it's just just here's the news and i kind of like that just as like writing in the car kind of catching up on what's going on well, and they're funny too i love the guests they are funny. On. and i also whatever and then re- that one i also remember that i used to love to listen to like on saturdays especially if i'm driving to volleyball tournaments there's the um car talk one and i think those people are hilarious too oh, on the car yes talk. they were so funny mm-hmm. i loved that one too um yeah i listen to wait wait every week almost I yeah, do wait, like wait, that one too. Oh so, yeah, I just started kind of re-listening to that. I think someone, um, Amanda, actually mentioned it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I used to listen to it all the time, like on the radio on NPR, and I, I was like, I need to listen to it more. I had forgot, completely forgotten about it. So, um, it was kind of exciting. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a good all one. right, well, you guys can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe. You can find us on Instagram. Please go find us on Instagram. We post stuff there. Um, we are Platonic Life Mates on Instagram. We also have a website, platoniclifemates.com. We also can be reached by Gmail, platoniclifemate at gmail.com. Uh, no S. It's just one Platonic mm. Life Mate all by itself. And uh, we have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. Platonic Life Mates is the Facebook page. And our Facebook group is the Platonic Life Mates Adult Lady Friends Coven. So come find us. We're getting more active over there. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get some more people. So if you want to also help support us, please go find us on our Instagram and our Facebook page and like us there. That would be really helpful um, just to help get some numbers up and share information with you about new episodes coming out. Um, asking your opinions about new episodes that we are planning ahead for the upcoming new year um because yeah we want to make sure we're putting out stuff that you actually want to listen to otherwise what's the point so please go to those places they will be linked in the show notes and we'll see you next week bye guys Bye. bye